and welcome to Shungite Reality. It is April 20th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, but Mark is being late. Mark Joseph will be a little late getting here. He's got a business thing he has to attend to. So, um, hi, hi, Derek. You there, guy? <laughs> yep. Good okay. morning. Good morning, everyone. All right. Um, okay, so I put up a promo for some of the things that you would put, well, you put these pictures up on Instagram. And I'm assuming that, actually, I should put the picture up, so I'm going to go over to chat. Hi, chatters. Um, okay, so we got this picture up on um, on chat. And for those people that are in chat, you just have to click on it, and it'll put it in a new window, and you can really get a good look at it. Okay, so uh, have you done that, Derek? I just did it, yeah, so I have a biggie size. Okay, um, so first off, I've got to tell you, when I saw that the 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 uh, rose quartz heart with the with the copper, I mean that is stunning. That is absolutely stunning. Did you? Is is that how big is that? Oh, that one there is probably about ten inches across, so diameter. So it's bigger than the palm of you know your hand, an average hand. It's pretty good size. We have several sizes now, about down to a third that size. We are trying to make them available on mysticalwares.net store, along with the uh, the big shungite chunks that aren't pictured there. But yeah, those are big ones. That that guy, I mean, you know, he's just got a really, really powerful essence well, to him. Yeah, and what I'm what you're not seeing there, Nancy, is because I should have given other photos. Um, is the back side of it? It's it's intricate back there. It has a whole thick, um, I don't know, probably a ten gauge copper wire wrap on the back side, and I'm, I I won't even do it justice describing it. So I will get those photos and uh, share them on Facebook of of the back side of these things because um, they're really really nice. And the guy, the local artist here in Washington State who does them, um, is just phenomenal, and he's he's doing more for us now. Well, now, do you have these up on the uh, online? Well, I'm going to find out right now for you. We did. I mean, unless we sold them, and I'm going to, I will let you know in a moment here, because we had several of those, including the copper chunks. We have some of the dragon crystal skulls up there, um, and okay, it looks like it. We are going to have more up today. So I know I have two of them in back stock because I'm not seeing them on the website, which means somebody bought them. Uh -huh. So I. I will get a couple more up today and try and keep them up there. So if people just check back at mysticalwares.net store, the online store, um, those large hearts will appear. Now let me ask you something. Is It looks like it's standing up. Is it on a, a Shungite base? No, we, we provide a stand with it. It's just a metal stand that are usually made for what you would know of as slabs of okay. whatever rock. Yeah, so no, it's just a nice little stand that I saw that held it really well, but they can be put in anything. Okay. And then uh, light behind under them is a good idea. And that's a terrible photo. So I'm actually, I wish I'd have yeah, given that whole a lot more thought and time because I would have, you know, just blinged up that photo more with lights and things. So they're, they're much more attractive than even that image is showing for what that's worth. Well, I thought it was pretty impressive when I saw it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, that's not Shungite. Um, there's not Shungite associated with it. However, it is... Um, well, just let, let's just take a minute here and and try to bring in 
all right, we've got Shanghai that, for very good reasons, um, is uh, infinite power in a finite object. Okay, that's that's what it is. Infinite power and finite object. And uh, the, the well, Walt went to my guides. He said, can I talk to your guides tonight in a shamanic journey? And I said, only on Shanghai. <laughs> I, I don't want anybody knowing more about me than is necessary. I figure if my guides want to talk to me, they can talk to me. Yeah. Um, and he was told that he was told that it was infinite power in a in a finite object, and then um, uh, oh gosh, galactic historian um, Andrew uh, Barton. Thank you, thank you. Um, he said it was infinite power in a finite object. It, it, I mean, he hasn't been listening to me or Walt, you know. Um, so I'm I'm pretty clear on the fact that. Everything that you need to build anything is within that Shanghai matrix. The sh now, when I say the, the, the mother load in Russia, because remember it's a, a meteorite or something fell from Earth, ended up there. So it's all, all of that. That's where you get the quantum entanglement with every piece of Shanghai, every drop of Shanghai that's anywhere in the, in the planet. That's where the quantum entanglement comes from. So you've got all of the things that like it it, it 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 contains within it the energy of of this pink quartz of of amethyst of all the agates all the jaspers all, all, everything is in shanghai so why do we need any of these other things and that's my question to you the other minerals why why do we have to have all this stuff that you know is out there why why if we've got shanghai I would actually describe it so because I'm a techie guy as well, kind of some tech terms. And I think everybody listening will, will understand in this level too. Um, Shungai gives you the ability to defrag and reset your hard drive. Now, I don't know if that even gets done anymore, um, but that's, so that's a term I would know and I hope others would. So it'll help you reorganize your frequencies and energies you have. <clears throat> excuse me. And then it will also, Shungai still will assist you in removing the excess ones or overage. So that doesn't mean like deleting parts of your energy body, this side or the other. Overages or excess, whatever's not in alignment with you. And that means we can hold on to thought patterns, belief systems, um, drink Kool-Aid, you know, during our lives, meaning, you know, believe in made up understandings and all stories and this, that and the other. Um, and those are what tend to push some of our energies or frequencies or feelings all connected, kind of sort of the similar. I mean, just for this perspective, let's say they're the same. Um, so it affects that. And so you can almost kind of think like inflammation in your energy body. And what Shanghai does is that it just evens everything out. But let's say you maybe are lacking in a certain frequency because you haven't thought about certain things or you haven't been in certain environments or, or maybe generated certain feelings which are all frequencies within the human human biome, well, then a mineral. So tourmaline, an example, black tourmaline is one that people often, and that's also why people talk about Moldavite too and things like that. Oh, it's really high powerful. I feel the energy. Yeah, you're evening out. You're actually receiving or sometimes giving, but it's an evening out of energies or frequencies that that stone or mineral has. So it's really best to have shungite everywhere anywhere to keep things even and kind of an even keel for you and it evens each person out individually that's why i said in alignment with you 
Um, and there's no excess shungites. You can wear 20 bracelets. It makes no difference. But still use your own intuition to be led to other minerals and pick those suckers up. Look at them. Look at them in the image on Google. You're going to be drawn to it for one reason or another. And you don't have to go buy the rock. Look at enjoy the image of it if you need to. Some of them are really expensive. It's a frequency. It'll pass through. Um, just like that whole Uri Geller thing on Johnny Carson, flinging frequencies online and people at home would have their watches start. So we're all connected. So knowing that, just open yourself up to browsing images of different rocks and minerals. We'll go to a rock and gem shop if you got one in your neighborhood. Check those things out. But it would be it, it kind of fills in the the weaker spots. It's hard because when you talk frequencies or energies, it's not a distinct thing. It's all malleable. It's like um, swirling levels of water that are weighted differently. I don't know if that even makes sense, but there's such thing as heavy waters that actually will, and thermoclines in oceans, people may know those. So where the water temperature differentia differentiation happens in oceans, it gets heavier and you'll feel cold layers or warm layers as you go deeper. Um, but that's the same thing in your energy body. So I hope that somewhat made sense. I know I usually go too much in depth, but you definitely want shungite and any other mineral or stone you're drawn to. Well, uh, because of what you just said there about you know it, it uh, putting in the energies that you need, if you don't need something, you're probably not going to be that attracted to it. And mm -hmm. a lot of people will find a stone. Like I remember the first time I ever actually saw and touched carnelian, carnelian. Uh, which is an orange uh, quartz stone. Um, it was so bizarre because it was in. It was like I, this was one of the when I first started out, found you know mineral shops. Oh my God, what is this here? You know, and uh, there was a a bowl full of different types of stones. You know, like um, tumbled stones. And I'm just going through them, and I touched this this quartz well it, it, the carnelian. And as soon as I did, as soon as I touched it, I was like whacked back into a, the past. And I'm looking at something, and I didn't initially know what I was looking at. Okay, I had no clue as to what I was looking at. It was like a uh, like a square, not not quite a square, you know, more like a rectangle that was full uh, had had a bunch of different stones, about twelve of them or something. And one of these stones was, was the carnelian. And my reaction to it was one of fear. And I, at that time, I had no concept of what this was all about. Years later, I saw a, uh, a photograph of one of the Jewish priests' plates that they would wear. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It was that square thing I saw with the different stuff on it. And one of the, well, I don't know, look, I mean, I think Carnelian, Carnelian was definitely one in which I saw. So apparently at some past lifetime, I must have been in front of the Jewish priest, and because it was fear, they were probably trying me for something, you know? But it's... uh. It was it was like such an interesting experience because I love Car Carnelian now, but it, you know it took me a while to get over my past lifetime fear of it because I associated it with this this situation with the Jewish priests. 
I found I, I'm just you know kind of an antidote here of you know how these stones can sometimes affect us because the energies are they're, they're all every single piece of rock that I've ever gotten you know has a signature like ruby it's got the signature of ruby type of type of thing but you know from different places you get different rubies and those rubies do have different energies associated with them so it's uh you may be associated with a stone that you you've got plenty of them but now all of a sudden you're looking at this one and you're going what it might be that that one is from someplace else in the world that you didn't have and there's some little trace little thing in there that you need and this this also comes down to the fact that sometimes a stone or something that you felt enormous amount of power from doesn't seem to be as powerful well it's because the power now the energies now are in you would that be true yeah you evened out yep absolutely so it's not going to be such a shock and awe thing um to you and that's why somebody's making a comment in uh chat as well about not being able to hold moldavite for any amount of time until they had shungite which does removes the excess and you even out um so it's uh, i don't know how to explain it i guess it's more like you know not jumping straight into a hot bath you know it, it'll it just warm it just makes it you know more comfortable kind of thing and then you can adjust the energies and yes you're 100 right of course on the different like um also somebody posted uh, a picture of the current of uh, carnelian and so we have I don't know, 200 and something types of polished rocks and minerals available at Mystical Wars now. And I'm saying that because I have several carnelians, and I go do all the buying, from several places in different countries. And yes, they're all unique. So it's just the better percentage of mineral makeup of a stone that tends to let somebody give it a name. I hope that kind of made sense. So there's no concrete recipe to make something carnelian. It just needs to be a certain percentage of this, that, and the other, and the coloring for us to accept it as the overall name of carnelian. But your Brazilian carnelian is a whole different beast or recipe than whatever, another carnelian from somewhere else, China. So they're all different. So yes, I would say just maybe somebody's led to the Brazilian carnelian or the Chinese one, one or the other, or both. It just, they'll be different though. So they're different recipes. It's like having a a cake or pie made in one country. Well, pizza is not the same in the U.S. as it as it is almost anywhere else on the planet. Um, it is nothing like what we have here. Pizza, I'm talking about. So it's the same thing. Getting a recipe or a, um, something like that, and it just being completely different. Well, I understand that pizza is very the the quality of a pizza is very much determined by the water in the area. Oh, that uh, everything is determined by the water. Your <laughs> That how long you live, you, your th your feelings, your thoughts, everything is water. Oh, yeah. So um, another thing I want to kind of touch on here is, is I was in the mineral business for, well, now, I don't know, 30 years probably. And you, you get a particular stone, it comes out, and everybody's going, oh, my God, this is, you know, the panacea for everything. And everybody jumps on it, and then and it's four months it's four months and then about four months later all of a sudden people are saying I don't know what you're talking about I'm not feeling anything off of this and what I've determined over these years of watching this phenomena is that people people get onto something 
okay, and they get attention to it. So let's say pink quartz. All of a sudden, pink quartz is very, very important. And they, they, they put in a lot of, oh, yeah, this is great energy and everything. But then you get an odd thing where it's almost like some people come out and they say, no, it isn't, no, it isn't, no, it isn't. But there's the, the, the stones themselves seem to react in some way that if there is a high level of belief in it, it's even more powerful because you've got the quantum entanglement of all these people believing it is. But then you get these naysayers for a lot of reasons. And one of those reasons I've determined is that, okay, somebody's got, all right, in the case of Shungite, okay, I come out with Shungite, there's, there's at that time three other places that you could get it in the United States. And I was very much aware of this phenomena that, you know, you can have something that's working and then suddenly it doesn't work in about four months. <laughs> and my suspicion is is that you have dealers who can't get the Shungite. So they want to t bad mouth the Shungite because they can't get it. I think a lot of it comes from that, you know, because I've seen it. It's weird. I don't know if you've seen this or not. But the one thing about Shungite that just has absolutely amazed me is it's never, ever gotten anything but stronger. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's more people think about it, more energy goes into it. And um, the negative energy, because it won't accept negative energy, just doesn't. It can't be, it can't be depleted of its energy. Am I talking crazy or does that sound right to you? Oh no, you're you're accurate, and I have to walk a fine line on what I'm gonna say here. So even here locally, um, in Washington State, there's, uh, and I'm not gonna say any names or anything, but there is an individual that has actually come out talking negative about Shungite, and it is exactly that. And um, so, um, so I, I I better just stop there, I guess. I was gonna say, so those that shouldn't be working with it are doing just what you're saying, coming out negatively against it um, because. The other stuff they're they're putting out is is just as um, lacking accuracy anyway. I'll just be nice and put it that way. So yeah, I mean, it's I would just be be aware. Everybody be aware of everybody there. You know, they interact with themselves, Shungite, um, just all of it. So it's just a fine line, but it's it's a tough topic to get into. But there is yeah, certain people that are talking negative about Shungite, and they usually have a a belief system. They're usually giving us some Kool-Aid. Let's put it that way. There's usually some Kool-Aid along with when they're talking about Shungite. Um, so they're usually not fans of it. And there's very few of them, by the way, uh, individuals that actually I found talking about Shungite. And when I look deeper into them, um, there's a whole control system there. They're trying to start their own thing or following or, or there's lots of ways of putting this. Um, but yeah, no, just everybody listen to themselves. Nobody else. No gurus out there. No masters. Listen to any of that. Those days are done. Use your own thoughts, feelings. Look at Shung if it's a Shungite thing or Rose Quartz Crystal, whatever item we're talking about, ask yourself, no one else. And then just go from that is what I would probably suggest. Actually, ask the stone. <laughs> yeah, and you're talking to yourself when you're doing it. You know, yeah. Well, I feel bad for people that don't talk to themselves. You know, because you're, let's face it. The only person that goes through your life that knows every single thought, every single action, is you. 
You know, why wouldn't you talk to yourself? It's like your best friend is you. And you, you, they, they, this is one of the things that they try to keep us from doing. They don't want us to use our imagination. They don't want us talking to ourselves. Because if we begin to talk to ourselves, who are we really talking to? We're talking to our inner self. I mean, I've had, not arguments, but heavy discussions with myself. But who am I talking to? I'm talking to the inner self. And if if you if they've cut down shut down your imagination, don't think they don't, don't talk to yourself. You know, you'll never find your inner self. And it, okay, this is this is a question for you. I am writing Derek's book. The first chapter is done. And when I went through it, and and it was a basically I was using a. Um, interview that Dolly Howard did with with Derek and I I had to laugh because I was the producer on that show but I when I was listening to it I'm going like dang I'd forgotten he'd said that oh wow yeah I'd forgotten that I forgot that so I learned a a great deal um, about his life but when I started out the uh, the chapter I was like what makes what makes Derek different than the rest of us now, everybody is as unique as can be, but everybody has certain talents, okay? Those talents, they're God-given, okay? I, I, in the book, I said, you know, you, you're given certain rights. Okay, he's, that, that's Mark just saying. He's being a little more delayed. Um, I thought a ship landed near you. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so when, when, we're, when we're born... We're given rights and we're given talents. These are your inalienable rights and your inalienable talents. Now, the, in the rights, the founding fathers of America tried to uh, incorporate them. Well, they did incorporate them into the Constitution. Your rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But they have kept from us the realization that we were also given a huge number of talents. Everything that Derek can do, Derek was born with. And you're born with, it's just that he's accessed it. Why has he accessed it? Because he has gone and used his imagination, gave himself permission to, as he said, I figured, you know, just, well, let's just try it. Let's, let's you know, tr- see if somebody says to you, you can do telepathy. Well, let's just try it. Oh, you can do remote view. Let's just try it, try it, try it. But if, you, if you're not willing to try, if you don't have that 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 feeling that, I I can do this. Every you know this this continual lack of doubt in your own abilities. Then it just boom boom boom. I don't think that Derek would tell you it was a hard job. It just happens because he tries. And when you're when you're when I was writing the book, um, I realized that this is this is my interpretation, and you could say yes or nay, no. Um, my my interpretation of after working with you as a business partner and as your friend um, for all this time and listening to all the radio shows that we've done, my feeling is that you're connected to your inner self, which some people would call your higher self, your soul, whatever. But you're so connected to your inner self, you've never been alone. And one of the things that I've always been impressed about you is that you make extremely fast decisions. But I've seen people make a lot of decisions without having any idea what they're doing 
But it's like when you make a decision, you've got a whole plan that comes with it. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do this, and boom. There's all sorts of detail in what it, what will, what it takes to enact that plan. And my conclusion in the first chapter was that Derek is so attached or so, so in communication with his inner self that it's his inner self, that higher knowledge, that knowledge that unlocks the secrets of the cosmos that says, yeah, that's a good idea, and here's the way we can get there. Boom. Done deal. Would that, do you feel comfortable with that interpretation of who you are? Yeah, I'm kind of laughing in the background. I was muted. I'm going, well, you know, she's explaining that pretty darn well. But yeah, but I mean, I try and talk about it here around Mystical Wars sometimes. It's just kind of difficult um, for lots of reasons. But basically, yeah, I can, as we're, we're terming it here, connecting to our higher self, and then I can then perceive this reality from that perspective, which for this um, talk that's at a visualization. So let's say it's a wider, if there is such a thing, um, a wider perspective and other more layers. And we can all do this, just like you're saying, you're 100% accurate. We all have these things. We just have to, again, stop thinking about them as abilities, realize them to be understandings. Just take the time, um, get to that understanding. Of, and there, there's more in that than I'm saying now, but get to the understanding um, that you can all do it and we can. And then you'll actually have the air quotes here ability turn on for you, be it telepathy, the psychic thing, clairvoyant, whatever, remote, doesn't matter. We can all do all these things. But yeah, it is realizing and then connecting to that. Again, I guess, again, we'll go with higher self. Um, and then being able to look and perceive from that perspective. And once you make that connection, well, let's just say, I'll put it this way, you get a whole lot of friends that get to interact now because you're you're now accessing those other, I call them frequency layers. Some people call them dimensions, things like that. Um, but then when you're connected to your higher self, well, then let's just say you've got a big player on your side that you can call on. Because right down here, we're limited. We're egos. We're a personality. We're a aspect of our higher selves in limited form to go through these experiences down here on one stage. This is one stage. So, and we're here to learn, and then we'll bring that and incorporate it back into ourselves. So once you just keep them within yourself and looking from that perspective, you can, you can do a whole lot more. And I'm sure there's many others doing it, too, in all different levels and layers of understandings um, and waking up to it. But that's what I try and teach here with the classes we're turning on and um, is just that, enhancing your intuition, expanding in yourself, telepathy, um, physics to metaphysics, lots of titles and names of classes. But letting everybody know we can all do these things. It's just the development of the skill. Yeah, you, you know, have to know it. Yeah, it, yeah it, it, in the chapter I said, you know, you might be a virtuoso piano player but if you never sit in front of a piano you're never going to know that and i yeah. loved it when you were saying you know just practice try practice <laughs> it was you know because they don't want us to know that we've got these talents that we can make into skills and change reality completely i have a that's you brought something up and it, it, it can't be a coincidence there's no such thing but on that piano thing um i'll just make this quick so I was in, actually in the military. So I was in the army. I was, I don't know, 21, 22 or something. I had realized that in a, oh, I have to always watch my terms here. What, what people call previous lives. So a past life. There's no such thing. They all happen concurrently just for the bigger picture. Everything happens now. All your air quotes again. Past lives are not past lives. They're happening now 
realize that you can access those parts of it and integrate it now. So, but that's a whole nother topic. But I'm bringing that up because then I realized that I had been a, oh, a piano player, no Mozart or anything like that, but I already understood music and playing the piano. So I realized that, and again, I was 22 or something like that, bought a keyboard, never played anything, I had no idea how to read music, and in a matter of months, in between whatever army drills I was in, a little closet area I'd go to and just a little a nook, we'll say, where I had that keyboard and taught myself to play music in the piano and keyboard in a matter of months because I realized I could already do it. I don't do it anymore. That was back in my 20s. I haven't touched a keyboard since then. Um, but yeah, that's something we can all do. Realize, and there's a reason I brought up the whole past life or concurrent life thing. Realize it. Maybe you feel a strong draw to this type of personality. And yes, you can assign it a certain name in history because you felt like you were that persona. And to be honest, I'll hold another chat on that one or a conversation. That can be the case. But let's say you just realize that. Well, then you can draw on those aspects and integrate them. And in a matter of days or weeks, read music and actually have it read the language. It's a language. And then start playing the piano or keyboard or cook or play the flute, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just real or become a healer, an energy worker. There's lots of those things that we can all do them all, but just realize that you already have that and then come from that understanding that it's already in you. You're not having to bring anything from the outside in. There's no understanding you need to learn. There's no class you have to go to. You don't need a diploma on your wall, anything like that. It's already in you. It's just for you to realize that and then just decide you already are. And then that it's like in the nail starting to snowball. As you realize that and you do your first aha moment, you realize, well, wait a minute. If every animal on this planet is telepathic, why wouldn't we be? Well, try it. You are, by the way. And then all of a sudden that's going to happen. You're going to have that aha moment and then your next one's going to come quicker. And then you're going to get bored and go, well, then I'm everything. Why would I not be? And then you're going to really have to hang on for the ride because you're going to have lots of fun. Yes, lots of fun. Um, okay, so let's go back to the pictures here. Thank you for that. And now this is... Okay, let's go to the one that's next to the on the bottom in the middle of the picture. That I love that background. Who did that? Oh, uh, <laughs> you talking about that dragon? Thing? Yeah, yeah. That's an image. That's just a tapestry. Actually, the building we're in, whoever was in here before us, um, had some patch job hole filling. It just looked pretty shoddy behind that. So until I can paint the entire wall, which is I don't know twenty something feet long. We're in a pretty big building. Um, I covered that area with the tapestry. So that's really just a tapestry we were selling. Um, it is kind of cool looking, though. It gives a good backdrop to all that bling that's on there. Yes. Yes, it certainly does. Okay. Now, and you can, uh, if you're looking at the picture, you can actually blow the picture up. You can get closer to it, I think, by doing Control Plus. And it'll well, I'll just do it. Is it meant working on this thing? Yeah. If you do Control Plus and you're looking at the picture that you saw on chat, you clicked on it, you're looking at the picture. If you want to get really into these, what we're talking about, just go Control, uh, Control Plus plus sign, and then you can blow it way up and down at the bottom is going to be a uh, bar that you can move it over. And, you know, see them closer. But the the, the reason that I want to move over to the left one. What in the heck is that great big ball? What is that? The green one with okay. the black. Okay, yeah. So the bottom left photo, that's a 
he, that's a 240-pound Kambaba Jasper sphere. So Kambaba Jasper, Jasper is three-something billion years old. Long story short, it's the, one of the very first living organisms on this planet. So they go down to the bottom of the ocean in different areas and get these different um, remnants of it. But it's called Kambaba Jasper. And for those that don't have the photo, it's kind of a, a deeper forest green. Um, and then with black, I don't know, like toroidal. Don't, and you can't see on that photo, Nancy, but they're like little toroidal or donut spheres. And they come in different patchwork shapes, of course, but black. So dark forest green with black spots and little donut shapes on it kind of thing. Um, really, really beautiful. And you would not believe the, the hands that, so when people enter the room where it's at, often their hands are outstretched, I've seen many times, where they're just wanting to touch it. And that's not just the Kababa Jasper. That's, uh, we'll move on to the other photos, but the big crystal up there now. Um, but it's tying it back to the frequency you were talking about. And we were talking about earlier on wanting to touch that, that stone or mineral for frequency. So... Kambaba Jasper, similar to Shungite, it helps you ground, but it has those base frequencies that are not corrupted because that piece of rock got set in its form three billion years ago. That's the frequency it holds. Not anything now. It's not a 14-layered cake that we have now, if you want to think frequencies or a stone, something being compressed or pressurized now. This is the first layer of our cake. So, and when somebody has that understanding, you need to think about these things this way. So there's a reason you may or may not want to touch artificial stones or, and again, whole other stories we can do on this one or shows, but think base frequencies, kind of a, a calming reset and same with Shungite. But that's one reason people want to touch the Kambaba Jasper because when you think frequencies or energy layers or playlist of songs, it's the original ones for this stage or environment. So, again, I'm always trying to expand people's ways of looking at things. And when you do that, well, then that means this and this means that. And that's when you get those personal aha moments. So an, an example would be, well, wait a minute. If I want to release all this excess, oh, artificial frequencies and tensions and things like that. And Shungai is a great one. But I want to, you know, think reset my hard drive. Well, Kambaba Jasper is one of those that you might want to touch. And it's a soothing um, feeling, I guess we'll just say to it, is what it does. Because it doesn't allow the higher um, artificial frequencies. We can talk AI, we can do all those kind of things. You're not going to program stuff like that. And that's what the other people online that are dissing Shungite, and I'm trying to walk a line on that one, they can't program it. They can't get control of it. It doesn't let them have their artificial flavoring on their recipe, let's say. So that's why they're trying to get people to stay away from it. Shungite, I'm talking about. So um, I, I question anything anybody says when they talk negative about not just Shanghai, but maybe a Kambaba Jasper. Again, the the base frequencies, the ones that were here. Um, I was at the – I don't know if you have any questions on that, Nancy. I didn't want to jump off topic yet. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, write yourself a note where you were. Um, because I, I, I can't get my eyes off, and I'm totally transfixed by it, as I have been since I saw it. Um, you're even – Huh? You're, you're – He's evening out right now. You're actually, by looking at it, yes, the actual photons from that image, there's a frequency in them coming off that Kambaba Jasper. I know I'm talking physics here, but it is affecting you where you're at now. Well, I'm very aware. Yeah, I'm very aware of that. I tell people when they go to, like, your your site and there's all these pendants and all this stuff, don't look at them 
with your 3D eyes. Look at them with your heart or your gut. Feel what you need because there's that that's that's the only way that you're going to be sure you got the right thing that you're being drawn to it you're being led to it because of that inner self no we need this um okay so my understanding what you said is that in the beginning of life on the planet you got this molten thing that was first gas and it goes molten and now it's starting to harden up and then you start to get the the beginnings of life which were, you know, at the bacterial level to begin with, but then it gets into the, uh, let's say, the, 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 the simpler uh, constructs of the vegetable kingdom. And so are, is it the vegetable kingdom that's in, in, in there? Was that where it started? Because the, the vegetables, the grasses and all this stuff, they, they die, but then they go and they... Uh, they change, they transform into, yeah. and it and it comes with the fact that you still got heat in on the planet, and um, as the layers of planet come and there's earthquakes and all sorts of happen, it's like your you know your 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 concept of the cake. You've just made a fold in the cake, and now this this stuff that you got at the top is now down in the bottom, and so that is you know. The, you begin to get the pressure and the things that you need to make a mineral out of vegetation. And this is the first vegeta vegetation on the planet. Is this what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah, that's some of the first ones, exactly. That's where chlorophyll st first started happening, all that <clears throat> that life form, the living organisms. Oh, yeah, that's how it started. So just think the, um, well, but... Well, I don't know how to explain that one because I've never had you before. But just that, an uncorrupt basic frequency. So it, it all started from these, hmm, I don't really know how to explain it. The first ones, so your, your salt, flour, sugar, your basic, your dough-making ingredients are in that. Um, and I don't know why I keep defaulting to cooking things because I don't cook. I eat plenty, though. Um, so those are your base ingredients, and then we've modified or made, and back to the cooking analogy, croissants, biscuits, rolls, things like that off of the base one. So this is a base one, a reset. I don't know. is So that's how I like it. I'll, I'll use it for resetting, much like Shungite. Um, just starting with the base ingredients with nothing modified here. Another way to look at it is when you put a copper pyramid, and there were every, lots of people have done this. It didn't, not just the Russians, but they have done it. They've built pyramids out in the, um, let me think here. They're in some forest, and I have copper pyramids here in Mystical Wares that you can feel those subtle energies moving around them. But if you put one in the forest, the plants and and if you have biome in the soil, which you do like mushrooms and things like that, and any little critters, they're going to revert back to the base frequency, removing any modifications, any um, any of the newer stuff added on since then. That's why ferns and different things around these pyramids I'm talking about will revert back to what they're calling prehistoric versions of themselves, unmodified. So that's what happens in those frequencies. So if you have these energy devices in your frequency, it is a whole lot uh, harder for artificial frequencies to be in that environment. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing and going slow here, so I say it very distinctly. Um, so, hint, hint, if you wear Shungite, Kambaba Jasper, things like that, and those are not the only ones, 
the artificial, the AI, the 5Gs, things like that are not going to have such an effect on you. Yes, you're in an environment and those are affecting the environment, but you will be continually resetting yourself to the base frequencies. So I'm sitting here, you may be here, I'm swinging a Shungite bracelet around my wrist for a reason because I do a lot of woohoo work, energy flinging and stuff like that and communicating with others. Well, I don't want those, ex I didn't say bad energies, excess or overage energies, anything I don't need on my plate. So it's, there's again, lots of ways of looking at it, um, but that's why you'd want it around you. So air Shungite in me anywhere you can. That's what I do. Well, it, it, what, what, what I think, what, you, know, you, you made the statement just a little bit ago that, you know, everything is happening at the same time. There is no past, no future, no, the only thing that's real is the present. Um, real in that it matters. <laughs> you know, you, where we act from is the, is the present. But when I'm looking back at this and I'm making the connection to it, I'm actually making the connection to where it created in place and space. Okay, and by doing that, what I'm feeling is this incredible. Oh, how, how, because this is the base energy that was there when when creation started, and what I'm feeling is an incredible amount of love, in that, uh, not not just heart based love, but my whole body feels like okay, we're gonna do this out of love. This wasn't you know we're gonna create out of love. Is what I'm getting. The first primal, primeval motivation energy was one of love, but the second thing is excitement for the adventure. Right. So when you connect, you want to make a comment on that? Do you? Is well, it? No, go ahead. Huh? Oh, um, I I don't know if it even tie it now anyway, but yeah, no, because I like where you're going on that. Just go ahead and finish. Okay, so, but what we've got here is that why would, why would be, be why attaching to our, and Shanghai's the same, well, what is it, I don't even know, billions of years old, billions of years old. So, so we got the same, you know, primeval energy source that was there at the beginning of, of time in the storyline of Earth. And when you look at that, you, you're seeing a, how to explain it? You're seeing a pure, pristine environment without any electromagnetic crapola and without, you know, many different civilizations. People, you don't even know the amount of civilizations we've had on Earth. All of that mucking around. You're back at the pristine time before that. So if you're invoking those energies into your your body, your bioelectromagnetic, your sphere of existence, what you're doing is you're zeroing out the system. You're going back to zero. It doesn't exist in those frequencies. They, they can't be compatible. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it's a non-compatible environment. They just won't, they can't hold form there. Yeah, and there's a, well, yeah, we'll have to, Shungite's a big portion of why I don't have what often energy workers and psychics call, I'm not sure what they even call it anymore, but have to reset energy draws or drains. I don't experience any of that on any level. And that's for lots of reasons. And I'll put a, a video out on that describing it, but it's for some of the ingredients that have that effect or help me to be that way is shungite, different salts, 
um, like, you know, our Shanghai salt soap that we make, the uh, pink Himalayan salt soap, that's what it is. Um, things like that. You just have to know the right ingredients to, to keep the energies moving and from building up on you kind of thing. So, um, yeah, there's, there's so much we could talk about in all these layers. Um, and then you were mentioning earlier about the frequencies. If you have things like shungite around you, you are more easily able to choose. So let's put it this way. If you turn on a radio in any environment, so say your house, doesn't matter, you can sit there and jump, AM, FM radio I'm talking about, change, you can hear radio stations, you can hear country music, blues, disco, hip hop, whatever. It's all there in the environment already. So now it's for you to choose which station or downloads, you can call it whatever you want, you want to experience. So if you have the understanding that you're a radio, chakras are maybe your dials, your thoughts and feelings are how you program. Choose, use your imagination to be in, again, I use that soccer ball C60 molecule shape to affect my environment. I imagine myself in that. I've now chosen the radio stations because only love fits in there. I want love songs on my channels. That's all beneficial energy. And then from there, you can, you know, as an individual, just decide and choose, but use tools like Shungite to keep the negative ones away from you. So activate your heart chakra if you want to start healing yourself, things like that. Um, so there's lots of ways of doing it. But if you change your perspective, just imagine yourself again, like a radio. Well, all the frequencies are already here. Well, then that means I get to choose what station I'm listening to. So maybe you're not into heavy metal. You want some classical music, but you've been blasted with heavy metal your whole life because that's the frequencies around you. Why? You're a radio. Change your station. Stop listening to that stuff. And there's lots, and that's the, the shungai, the salt baths to stop the frequencies because for that, whoever I'm talking about, the heavy metal is not for them. Well, then those frequencies or energies are not going to be around you because you're now affecting your own environment. You're waking up. They call it lots of things, um, but I'd suggest you try it. Then you have more fun. You'll be able to experience your environment on your, you're going to get to choose. Like I said, not walking around listening to uh, heavy metal all day long. You get to listen to your calming music, which allows you to then perceive more of the reality around you. And that's your psychic senses, your intuitions, your clear audience, boy, all your clairs, things like that, your remote viewing. You're not so distracted with, again, think headphones on with heavy metal blasting in your ears. Well, good luck on trying to astral project a remote view or hold a thought or find that quiet spot in your thoughts. It's not going to happen. But you have to have the realization that you can control that. And, then, and it's, not, it's not just one person can do it, not just Eric, not just Andrew Bartis or whomever you maybe heard about. We all can. It's just an understanding. Yep. It's just the knowledge. Okay, so let's go to the far right top one with the amethyst sphere and geode and geode. And oh, yeah, those are those are nice. Those are we didn't even get the, actually the really bedazzled one as I jokingly call it. Um that's just really um out there. It isn't in that photo, but these three are enough and what we're looking at is um, just spheres, and these are about, I don't know how to tell you, maybe half the size of an average bowling ball, so bigger than a softball, smaller than a bowling ball, so decent size, um, and they're just amethyst quartz crystal clusters that they find, some of them are embedded in um, a nearby, like Jasper or something like that, like the top two are, looks like. I can't see the back of the bottom one. Um, but then they just find the the pocket or um, cluster of crystals and then carve around it on a certain machine. 
on, I don't know how in depth you want to get on that, but there's an actual little three headed machine that you set the chunk on. Once you get it, the piece of rock I'm talking about with the amethyst in there, you actually set it on this machine that is, you can imagine your palm, three palms, and it kind of just spins there and rotates, but on these palms are different grits of sand. So for those that get into lapidary work or working rocks and stones, I know you know what I'm talking about, Nancy. Um, there are different, you could think of them as cupped polishing wheels that will palm that sphere. So long story short, once you turn the machine on, it'll spin within those three cups of grits, different grits, and you'll swap them out at different times for polishing. And then you'll that's how they make these um, different sizes of spheres and orbs or things like that in case somebody was wondering. And that's how these were made. The uh, see, I, I, I absolutely, you know, love mineralogy. And what you've got there, let's take that little one on the left-hand side. That's, the outside of it is called the matrix. That holds the pocket of chemistry that under pressure and temperature is created into, in this case, amethyst crystals. You know, I mean, just it's just so amazing what the variety of life and and minerals and everything else on on the planet is just stunning, absolutely stunning, and um, I I just I mean some okay now from the standpoint because I want people to understand a little more about mineralogy and about rocks and you know so that they know what they're doing because. A lot of this information is your own experience with it. That's where you get the information, talking to other people. Yeah, you can read books and stuff on it, but how many of us have the time to read books anymore? Um, so when, when we've got these different varieties of, in this case, amethyst, the, the energies that are in there, again, is not just the amethyst in the concept of the chemistry that went into creating the amethyst, it's also the time period. You know, all of these things were made long before we ever came around. And you've got the the time element, because again, it's that connection to everything's happening at the same time. So right now, as we're looking at these things, right now, they're being created. You know, and that's that's the power of of what and who we are. Is that if we can understand that, if we can, you can get this grasp in your head that, wow, as I'm looking at this, it's also simultaneously in another place, another space. Time is illusionary, but it's happening as you're looking at it. And so as you're looking at it, you can go back to those basic energies and purify yourself of all the crap that not just in your lifetime, but the lifetime of humanity and the planet is there. It's pretty, it's pretty powerful when you understand that mechanism, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the difference between, you know, watching um, something on TV and having to go there where you can experience it. You know, to a degree, because you can't always get there. So everybody can't have, you know, whatever, a, a 40 or 50 pound rose quartz heart. And that's up in the top left photo kind of image to there. Um, but you can experience it and benefit 
um, and enjoy it, you know, via an image. It's the same. And these spheres that you were just talking about, Nancy, are being affected right now by people looking at them, right? And they're, I don't know, 10 feet outside of my office here on the on a table somewhere. They're being energetically charged, right? Because I can feel them. They're being boosted by everybody looking at them. So there's little want, want, like energy pulses coming from, if you're looking at me in my office, right, on my left side. Um, and that's where those spheres are located because there, there's energy coming and going from them because we're talking about them, because people are looking at the images, things like that. Um, so it definitely has an effect. You don't have to own them. <laughs> that's awesome. I had, you know, I mean, this is the first time there's ever been a, a chance for somebody to be looking at the and saying, yes, I can see, I can see. You guys are making a difference in these things. I'll tell you what, an add-on, they're liking the top right one more because that's – well, I'm okay, I'm assuming that because that's the one really pulsating. And he just <laughs> – it's definitely that one. It just sped up. So the top right one, um, I'll just describe it like that, is the one that's just really – and it's just – it's speeding up. It's just – it's receiving more energy, more input, so then it's re-emanating back out, kind of um, you know, like dropping a, on a – a piece of rubber spread out and then dropping a heavy object on it, it'll bounce back and reverberate back. So that's what it's doing now. Okay, so let's go to the next one and play with that. That's going to be fun. The oh, middle geez. one. <laughs> I know. That one's right in front of me. I'll describe that one. So what she's talking about, and that just came in, is <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's a, a single quartz point that is, as far as I can tell, because it's different. I'll just have to admit that too. It's difficult for me to hold too long because it's over 300 pounds, the single quartz point. Um, and that's what's sitting there on that really beefed up table I had to put there for that. So it's a 300 pound clear quartz crystal. Um, and on either side of it is the largest Shungite pyramid they make and the largest Shungite sphere made, both from Karelia, Russia. And those are the largest versions um, that are made of those things. Um, and that, again, those are staggered on either side of it. So for those that have come in and realized it, that wasn't a by chance thing, um, putting a, a, a quartz crystal energy gatherer in the middle of the two largest Shungite objects there are. Um, so it's a phenomenal energy center and space. So for those that are led to it, they're going to, and they already are, walking with their hands outstretched, just have to touch the crystal. And then their head, usually for a description, they'll turn with their eyes wide open and go, oh my gosh. The energy, the feeling, and then they're smiling when they're saying that, so it's a good energy. Um, because what it's doing is, we all know crystalline structures, water, quartz crystals, things like that, hold energy, can strip excess energy off of things. So imagine one, well, in this uh, dimension or frequency, it has a volume of 300 plus pounds, so big sponge. And then having the shungite near it that pulls off those excess frequencies. So just think... Um, the energy cleanse of a lifetime it is amazing just being there and then the amounts that it it does at a time is really phenomenal with it being as big as it is is you, are you feeling that start to energetically respond to the people that are looking at it and right now we don't have very many people listening to us live you know so there's not many people that are doing this however this is going to be listened to by thousands of people and you know they'll look at the images too so even though we're only you know a dozen or so people live right now looking at it everybody else that hears this and sees this picture are are putting their energy into it too so you've got the energy from the future and the energy from the past 
What are you feeling with, about how it's reacting? Yeah, and I'm glad you pointed that out because, yes, there'll be the whole quantum entanglement. There is no past. There is no futures. It is happening now. And what I'm actually seeing is, and I'm looking at the, the crystal there, the Shungite is responding more so So, on, on what it's doing. It's like... It's given the shape, so I'm talking about the Shungite sphere, as if you it was dropped in a, a pond or a pool. It's pulling the toroidal energies toward it kind of thing. So it's remotely clearing people, is a better way of saying it, by them looking at it and thinking about the crystal. And it doesn't have to be just this crystal, so I'm not saying that by any means, but yes, this one is a great one because of the mass amount of Shungite on either side of it. It's not able to store, and it doesn't want to, these excess energies. So, yes, you can look at the image, but it's really fast, and that's kind of interesting to me. That crystal is, like, pulling in the energies quickly, but almost not responding because the energy is going straight into the Shungite. So that I did not expect. I expected the crystal to start reverberating out, kind of like the spheres did. It's not. It's like dropping a sponge in a puddle and watching all that mess kind of go into the sponge little by little, but then about 100 times faster, get pulled into the Shungite. So for whatever that's worth, that's what's going on. Okay, so it, it, the, the crystal itself, the quartz point, is um, taking the excess energies and then because of the void in the, in the in, because the excess energies are now being, let's say, absorbed um, into, the, into the quartz, the shungite is replacing it, filling the gap. Nope. Shungite is evening it out. So it doesn't give anything. It removes the excess and overage. So what you have, there's more room for that. Say that a different I, way. I know. I know. I have no idea if that even makes sense. So, no, I don't see the Shungite giving anybody. It's not necessarily giving them things. It's <clears throat> it's allowing them to pull everything else they need from inside. So um, it's like cleaning up that mess around the sponge. Well, I don't really have a, a way of describing this. Um so it's more relieving the overage on you, cleaning you off the shungite, and then. Okay, can... let me let me let me try this. Okay, yeah. what I what I feel is is happening is that, the okay, so so, the energies that we don't need, all right, are being like taken out of us, but where I think it's being the replacement thing is coming is from somewhere internally to us. Does that feel? That's, does that exactly. feel right? Yes. In other words, it, 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 it's, it's like you're wringing out the sponge, okay, while you've got the sponge under fresh water, pure, exactly. pristine water. Yep. It's continuous. That's why you wire Shungite all the time. Any excess energy is in your environment, not just yours, other people's. If you walk into an argument, you're going to feel that stress. Well, don't let it set in your auric field, your aura. Where Shungite, it'll be that bigger piece. It'll remove that excess from you, kind of like part the ways for you. Because, you know, Bartzis did say that we are in the process of becoming Shungite beings. And what's, well, that's a good way to describe it, if you choose to. You have to if realize you, If you choose to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so it's an option. That's one of the, the new, you know, things you can choose. Do you have to go open up the store? Yeah, it won't take but about five minutes or so. Okay, well, I'm going to play... Um, Craig, well, let me, yeah, I'm going to play Craig Stewart's Shungite, and I'll just talk until you get back. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll try what's on back. Take your time, take your time, we're good. We'll be right back.
is coming. It's never gonna go away. And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It is April 20th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condon, although he's not sitting in the computer, he's opening up the store. But Mark has uh, messaged me that, you know, what, what he was up to is taking too long. He's no show today. <laughs> no show. Um, so, what I, and, and Derek being opening up the store, I thought, <clears throat> well, I'll give you a, a little story. Because... When I was, uh, well, let's see, I'm not even sure what time, what time frame. This would have been the early 80s, no, late 80s, 86, probably about 89, 88, 89. Um, my next-door neighbor got married, and so we helped her out with the wedding and everything. And she gave me a pendant, and it was an amethyst pendant, just a beautiful amethyst pendant, not big at all. Um, on a, you know, a pendant. And uh, 
So I started wearing it. And that was when I was working at the condominium as a maintenance engineer. So even though I was had to be there, I again, it was one of those jobs that it was very, very often, most of the time I didn't have to do anything except show up and check things. So I've got a, a lot of time on my hands to uh, do research. And this is when I began to really get into the mineral kingdom because after a few days of wearing this thing, I was realizing that something was really strange about my body. I was having these symptoms. And as it happens, you know, your your inner self, your higher self, I call it the inner self, your inner self guides you to certain... It can be a book, it can be a person, it can be, you know, something you hear on the television. Information, they just guide you to information. And I was just, I wasn't associating the feelings with the pendant initially. Um, but I'm, I'm one of these people that when I start to feel bad, I don't think, oh my God, I got some disease. I go, okay, so what's off? What, what am I doing wrong? If I'm eating something, you know, I go through all this process of trying to determine what is the cause of this. And so I get to a point where I'm going like, this all started up since I put this piece of rock on me. What the heck is this about? And I don't remember the details, but right after that, I, I am, you know, led to a book on um, uh, it, what it was. It was the meaning of min- mineral. The meaning of minerals, I think, was the title of it. And I, I don't. I mean, there's all sorts of books out there that I could have gotten if I was looking for it. It just sort of fell in my hands. And I'm reading this thing, and it goes through, and it's listing symptoms that you can get when you begin to work with minerals. And all of those symptoms were the symptoms that I had already analyzed in myself. So, boy, I tell you, they had my attention at that. At that point, I'm going like, what in the heck is this about? So my study of minerals actually taught me energy. It was the foundation for me understanding energy. Now, again, my inner self guided me on a path that took me into electronic warfare, Electronic warfare, what's that about? Well, it's about energies. It's electromagnetic. I didn't know anything about electricity or magnetism, or but the military taught me this so that when I get to the point of being introduced to the energies associated with minerals, I've got a feeling for what that is. But it was this, this amazing book that just, like I say, went through the symptoms and you know, claimed they were minerals. And I started looking at the mineral kingdom. I ended up <clears throat> uh, buying and selling and had a, a kiosk in the, one of the local malls. And I had to stop selling, trying to make a business out of it because I could buy these things, but I couldn't let them go. And I would have, like, people come up to buy, a, a you know, they're looking and they get a attached to a particular piece that's in the in the selection and they'd say how much is it and i'd give them an extraordinarily expensive price because i didn't want them to buy it i didn't think that they i didn't want i they weren't the energy level that i thought my crystals deserved i understand that You, you understand that okay and uh I mean, I could go into some stories about me absolutely refusing to, to sell to some people. No, you know, why? 
Well, because I don't think you're you're essentially good enough for my crystals. What 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 do you mean? Because they were always people that had, you know, a certain uh, training. You know what the training is. And it begins with an R. <laughs> and they had such an attitude that I was like, no, I just don't feel comfortable selling it to you. So, it, 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 there's all sorts of amazing mystical things that happen to you when you begin to study minerals. Because you can't study minerals without understanding the energies. Right? Hello. Oh, jeez. Okay. Talk. Talk. No, no problem at all. Yeah, I heard you were talking about different rocks and minerals and crystals. And, oh, yeah, the uses and all of that matters. Um, Because they can be used in so many different ways. They're all tools. And even the ones you keep around each other. So you have to be cognizant of that, too, in a big store like Mystical Wares. Not keep certain ones near other ones. Because we've had crystals launch off of – I've had them launch off of my neck in sessions. Actual crystals and things pop through the metal clasp without the metal clasp breaking, by the way. So – I don't know. I wasn't watching the thing, but it had to have like phased out or something because the um, I think they call them jump rings were still intact and not bent. But yet, they, and this was in front of clients, they launched three feet off of my neck across the room, and I started energy flinging. So I have to be aware of certain ones to wear, not to wear, to have shungite around. Because um, when there's a lot of energy moving, it's just like magnets. It's you know certain ones affect other ones and that doesn't necessarily mean negatively but they'll have an energetic effect on different levels of reality so a magnet a north south pole magnet here in on our what we call 3d is not doing the same thing on another level we all think it is but it's not it's doing different stuff here on this level so there's always layers and ways of looking at things so it does matter to have you know what crystals are around what back to that photo nancy you and i were talking about that 300-something pound quartz crystal um, point with those large shungite, that's also the reason. So I don't want that crystal to sit there as a sponge and just keep gathering up energies um, and becoming overwhelmed. So that's why I have the shungite next to it. So it's worth clearing your crystals, and I think everybody listening knows that. And there's lots of ways of doing it, clearing crystals. Well, it makes me crazy when they say, how do you clean shungite? <laughs> you, know, you don't clean it's not gap- Huh? Yeah, you don't. It's not gathering. It's not a sponge. It's not. It's like saying, "Oh, throw a, a brick in," and I don't mean I'm not belittling Shanghai by saying it, but throwing a brick in that puddle of water to clean it, absorb. It's not absorbing the water. I mean, I guess a brick might a little bit, but I think you know what I'm saying. So no, it's just well, a it's, different... tra- it's transmuting it. Yeah, you, you exactly. know the, the the basic concept of Shanghai and why it's so powerful is that C60 molecule. And the C60 molecule is big enough to put a drop of water in, or molecule of water, right? One water molecule fits perfectly in a C60 molecule. And then an add-on, Nancy, that I don't know that I've ever heard talked about online, shungite touches many frequency dimension, layers, energy layers at once. So anything around shungite now has access to what we call the quantum layers. That's something else that I think should be explained. It... In, when you're in that shungite environment, as we call it, there is more there with less distraction. So then it's for us as individuals to become more aware in that environment of less distraction and more access to turn on our woohoo things and do them. But when you're around shungite and depending on the piece and how it's put together, um, it has a field around it. And when you're in that field, so the aura of the shungite piece, let's say, you are in 
multiple stations, we were talking radio stations earlier for levels and things, at once. You have access to more. And then the distraction stops because excess and overage is gone. So just a, a more um, accessible environment energetically when you're around Shungite. And then it's for each individual to understand energy to whatever level they can. Because if they only understand flour, salt, sugar, they'll make a dough. But if you know that there's an oven and other things you can add on after that, so other layers of energy work, you can do more. But you have to expand your understanding. It's not like you just grab a piece of shungite and boom, I'm a, an iron chef. No, you're in a kitchen. Now you might want to learn to cook. So that's one way of looking at it. Well, you know, one of the things about shungite is that, okay, when, when I get up in the morning, I go into the cat's room and I turn on a light. And the light has a metal hood on it that's got a shungite uh, magnet. And the reason I turn that light on isn't because I need the light, it's because I need the Shungite field. Because the light and the electric system around that thing, the magnetic tube, but, um, is now being uh, it's sort of like a, 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 the force pushing, okay, because it's, it's going out into, the, into the, the room. The energy is going out into the room. But it's going through the Shungite. It's being manipulated by the Shungite. So that the Shungite and the electromagnetic field itself now becomes a powerful uh, Shungite environment. That's what we talk about when we talk about a Shungite environment. It's what happens when you use Shungite to change these electromagnetic signals. And what you're doing basically is the electromagnetic signal is being, the spin is being changed so it's biocompatible. But when you're talking about toxins, it's the same field, but it's it's linked to the to the quantum, and that comes in from the standpoint of uh, equilibrium. Okay, quantum equilibrium. The the molecule, the C60 molecule, has 60 points of what's called the null field, and when you get that, there the universe deplores anything a vacuum and so what happens is that when you get these little 60 points of zeroing out the quantum field pops in and everything that makes everything is in the quantum field 90 percent of all that exists is in the is in the quantum field we're only 10 percent of it in the physical physical field so when you've got that situation where you've got a shungite environment you can, it's just it's just easier to live <laughs> you know because you're continually being balanced your energy fields are continually being balanced but when you've got an actual toxicity a molecule that is a bad molecule because it's rotating counter to the life force well then what happens is that it hits the shungite field which is a you don't need a C60 in a pendant. You do not need the C60. The Shungite is a quantum entanglement. So the C60 energy is through every single particle of Shungite. And it's all linked to the quantum field. So when a toxin rotating in a negative way hits that field, boom, it wants to turn around just like an electromagnetic field does, but it can't. It doesn't make the turn. And what happens is that it lo loses molecular cohesion and all the atoms just pfft, fall apart. So no, Shungite is not absorbing anything. You don't need to clean it. 
How are you going to clean something that's being continually cleaned by the quantum field? You know, you don't have to recharge it. It's connected to the quantum field. You know, it will recharge everything else. So I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, there's lots of ways of looking at it. and That's why it's, it's helpful for us all to describe it different ways and then we can you know, wrap our heads around it easier. Well, yeah, because it's all perspective. How, how, you know, I mean, I see, I see things at the microscopic energetic level. I see these energies. And, um, you know, so, so I, I just look at them and say, oh, well, that looks like it's happening. That's why I love Walt so much. I say, Walt, I think it's happening. I think this is what's happening. Using my imagination, <laughs> all right? It's basic imagination to be able to see things that other people think you can't. And um, then he would figure out a way of testing that observation. And then out of, out of that observation, he would then we'd talk about, well, how, how, does, how can we make this? Because he has a philosophy that, you know, let me know what it, what it is, what it does, and how it helps me. And, you know, so that's, that's what, he, what he looks at these things. So, so now it's like, okay, so what can we do with this that it's going to benefit us? And that's where we got the initial... Uh, products that that went out, and of course you've you've expanded on on all sorts of things. Um, but yes, um, okay. So now the is there anything you'd like to add to that? You're good. No, no well, I didn't know if you want to jump in the photos again or. Well, yeah, because I want to tell I want I want you to describe because we showed the picture of the um, the skull with you holding it that you had sent me over the telephone. The one oh, in the first yeah. picture there, and that—that's. Yeah. I'm assuming that's the same one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's no mistaking that. What she's talking about is we're looking at a photo again for those that don't have the photo um, of a, and it's. I'm not sure the weight of this one either, but it's a 40 or 50 pound minimum rose quartz skull, and it was actually so where I was a couple weeks ago was at the uh, Tucson, Arizona Rock and Gem Crystal Show, which is actually many shows spread out over just large parts of the city. Um, so we spent many days there shopping for mystical wares, bringing back all of these treasured items. And what we came across was a collection of the largest skulls ever seen down there. Well, that's the one that got rehomed here. Um, and that's that rose quartz. Um, and it's really beautiful pink, kind of hard to tell from the photo, just the actual size. It's larger than a, a human skull. So it's kind of, Nancy, it's probably a, a giant's, you know, rose skull. But it is really large. Um, and again, it was the biggest uh, crystal skull they had in all of the Tucson show. So that was a unique item that we brought back. Um, and I like to bring back the large items like that 300-pound crystal, too, and the Kambaba Jasper, 240 pounds, and other things um, for just the community to enjoy up here. Because a lot of these are just, you know, out of reach of us average people. So, but when a, a bigger store or something can do that, um, I like to try and do that. So then they can experience it and benefit from, in the crystal and Shungite case we were just talking about, get the massive energy clearings on huge scales, whole rooms at a time, by the way. So when we give our free classes in here, any excess and overage gets stripped off of you regardless. Um, so there's lots of reasons for it. But yeah, that rose skull, I think we tentatively, I'll have to run it by everybody else around here. We were naming them Quasar. We kind of just joking the game a name initially, um, but yeah. So that's what that photo is. I don't know if you had any questions on him or. Well, that that's interesting. You named him Quasar. One day, one day, I was um, 
L- let me let me give you this. I've told this story before, but it's it's such a neat story. When I first started energy work, and it, you know, I basically was uh, Lee Brown, Reverend Lee Brown, was giving me the basics. But I'm not reading some book or following a guru. I'm just well, let's like you say, and you know, practice, test it, see, and uh, so. I, I started to to really look at the different ways that energies were working. I've lost the train of thought here. What were we talking about? My mind just went off in three thousand ways. Actually, so did mine. That's funny. A glitch in the matrix. Um, <laughs> we were talking oh. about the different. Well, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm 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 going back. I'm going like oh, I was talking about when I first started out. And okay, all right, I got it, got it. Okay, so. Oh, maybe they, somebody didn't want that, that that message given. Oh, I'm checking it. No, okay. So um, when I started out, you've got you, you you got you're taking out energy, dark energy, and I'm going like, what do I do with this crap, right? And I just didn't want to. Well, some people throw it into a basket, but that you know, like a waste paper basket, because you're using imagination, right? That's what they were ta- talking about at the time. And I'm going like, no, 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 no. This doesn't seem right to me. So I'm going, you got to transmute the energy. So um, I said, well, what would transmute it? And I get the concept of salt. Okay. Now remember, I'm in the basics of energy understanding. And I said, okay, salt. So I said, well, where's the lot of salt? Well, you know, Salt Lake City. The lake there, Salt Lake, yeah, just throw it over there. Okay, so, all right, so every time I'm practicing energy, and I was basically practicing energy on my animals, you know, let's test this out, dog. And so anything that I found negative, I would I would send to Salt Lake, the Salt Lake, okay? And uh, I don't know, I've probably been doing this for a few weeks when I came home from work, and I'd get home, you know, 8.30 in the morning, and I walk in the door, and I felt a hand... Come on! I always turn down the te- so I walk in the house. I turn the television, on. turn the television on, and I get this hand on my shoulder, my right shoulder, that basically forced me to sit down and look at the television. And this was one of the first, you know, kind of things like that. And um, I'm going like, oh, okay. And I look at the television, and they're having this whole little segment on the fact that. There's so much rain in Salt Lake, the Salt Lake, that it's overflowing. And I'm going, oh, my God, am I doing that? And I got, yes. And so now I'm like, well, what do I do? And I get this picture in my head of a black hole. And I go, I send it to a black hole. And the, the explanation was, yes, because on the black backside of a black hole is a quasar. So think of that I- image that the the dark energy goes through this 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 black hole and comes out as pure pristine energy as a quasar, and you named that guy quasar. Yeah, that's interesting. I had no idea about that. I hadn't even looked up the definition of quasar or anything at that point, either. Yeah, on the other side, like uh, the other side of the well, in our case, the galaxy. Black hole push goes out someplace else in the galaxy, but it comes out pure. Yeah, you should see people when they walk in here. They uh, and I'm sitting here trying to upload photos. I don't know what's going on to the chat room. Um, 
and it's just not happening. So I'll let you know if those actually pop in there. I was going to show everybody listening some more things. Um, but that, when you walk in and you get around either that, and you can't quite see in that photo, but there is about a 50-pound rose quartz heart that's carved next to Quasar. Um, and when you get near them, people stand about three or four feet away. I can feel it from here. I can feel the warmth and the heat and things like that. So you really feel, and everybody perceives energies differently. So it's not that they're emanating a physical heat, but you're sure in the heck gonna, some will feel it that way. Um, or again, just, descend, just depends on your levels of perception energy-wise. Um, and that can tie into your chakras and things like that. Um, but yeah, you'll feel it in all sorts of ways. Any of these rocks and crystals. And they're not all the same to anybody. So some people say, well, I can hold Moldavite and I can't or tourmaline or this, that, and the other. Well, there's because you're perceiving it either on more of your layers of existence or less. So for some people, yeah, you might feel a little shock or something like that, like actual electricity. And others, no, maybe a calming effect. So each person is going to be different. It's not going to be the same thing. And that's definitely happens here in mystical wares, again, with 200 plus types of polished rocks and stones, there's a lot of ingredients to sample, to choose from, to to feel, and they feel in all different ways and differently. So spicy is not spicy to everybody. Um, and, and that's even here in the 3D. You know, I'm talking about food. Well, some people, that's not spicy, it's, but it is to me. So it's the same thing with rocks and gems. It's all relative to the person and the understanding of the person at that exact moment. So we also do aura readings, you know, about in here with biofeedback devices and things. Same thing there. Everybody says, what color is my aura? Well, well, what are you feeling? I mean, your aura changes the, and the color with your feelings. It's just an emanation of your feelings because it's all connected energies. And the same thing with the stones and or rocks, which is why it's very important for stores like Mystical Wares and others to do sagings, Palo Santo clearings, energy clearings, shungite everywhere, things like that, so that it's not just a an overwhelming shock and awe of too much when somebody enters the store where, and I comfortably say 90 plus percent of people that enter mystical wares pause at the entrance and just take it in. And I mean that in a good way, not a shock and awe hitting a wall, but catch their breath. They exhale. It just feels good. And they'll say, I don't know what it is. It just feels great. Well, yeah, excess and overage is gone and that's different for each person. The first picture, um, I'm thinking that I, I, well, did you, you're putting pictures up. Did you get pictures? They're not going up. It's not uploading. I don't know what's going on. It's a chat room issue. It's a chat room issue. Yeah. It's not, it's not acknowledging on my computer. We can get into that later, but I won't be able to share pictures. Okay. Because I didn't, and I meant to, um, get a picture of the, uh, alien skulls. (laughs) Tell, tell, Um, Tell them about that. Yeah. And those were new this year too. Little um, carved alien um, <clears throat> skulls. So usually you think just typical human skull carved. Um, but now they come out with the more pointed head, narrow shaped eyes, kind of um, what they call them, like almond shaped eyes and things. Yeah, it's unfortunate we can't share that image. But they have started um, producing those now um, because of the, the big demand on, on skulls and crystal skulls. And, and I'm talking, the alien ones are not in crystal form. Those are only in... Um, Jasper's tiger's eye, opalite, things like that. So, but those are interesting. They're they're unique for those that are drawn to that that energy. Um, yeah, so we brought some of those in, and they're they're on that table. It's just hard to see, but they're for those that can zoom in. They're on the bottom left or right. 
Um, they're on the bottom right of that first picture. Yeah, the first one. Yep, top left on the bottom right, just on the right hand side. Again, it's it's really hard to see, but they're in there. Um, I mean, I can probably get on Google really quick and find an image of similar ones and just share. Well, they 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 can do it themselves, and I'll I'll adjust these photographs. Um, okay, my question to you is, what are you feeling off of those versus you know, because. I, I mean, I mean, I would assume that that's like putting out a welcome mat for an ET communication. No, <clears throat> what it, I don't feel anything off of any of them because they haven't. At this point, they're just the stone or mineral until a human focuses enough on them as what I'll just term again a consciousness construct, a thing to house. A portion of another entity so you can think about a spirit guide if you so let's put it this way if you grab a little alien carved skull and hold it in your hand and start focusing and thinking i want to chat with et or whatever things like that well you're dialing a cell phone that's what you're doing you're connecting frequency wise um so no they're not coming pre-programmed with some et because what's an et anyway something off this planet well we got humanoids that look just like us off this planet that's so bigger perspective and i won't bore you with getting into all those details but really, think of it as more as a uh, a walkie-talkie. Well, I, get, I know that ages me because they probably don't even make those anymore. But just a little handheld radio, um, FRS system, family radio frequency. So little little handhelds. But you choose who to connect with, and the more energy and thought you put. So what I would suggest: connect to your higher self, connect to what you would maybe call your own spirit guides direct right in you and that that connection by the way don't imagine looking outside of you floating on some etheric cloud somewhere or whatever woohoo maybe has been instilled in us think in your heart field so when you use your imagination imagine inward not outward everything you want's inside now you've limited because of your growing understanding as an individual that everything you need is in you look in there and now you'll find um easier access uncorrupted access because you're within that toroidal field around your heart. They call it your heart chakra. That's where you exist. Not in your cholesterol sac, we call a brain. We're not in there as an entity. We're a spark of light in the heart field. And once you know that and realize you should probably perceive your reality from your heart and not your head, your whole world is gonna change. All, it's gonna expand for one thing. You're gonna access more realities. So that, meaning this, back to the skulls, no, don't just, Click the the, the uh, activator on there, the mic button, and wait for who calls in. Decide or don't at all. Just decide. I pretty rock. I like the shape of this. Send it, and don't let anybody in there. But if you start focusing again, choose if you want it. And what it is is a form because crystalline structures are programmable, of course. So if you have a crystal skull, well, here in 3D reality, those hold frequencies. So let your guide put a portion of their frequency in there. And now it's kind of like a handhold in the 3D. You're all of a sudden going to have a better connection to your spirit guides or higher self. And if you realize that your spirit guides are actually you, hint, hint, then you're going to have an even stronger connection. And you realize, well, it's not others outside of me. These make-believe, this, that, and the other. And they're not make-believe. They're aspects of yourself is what I'm getting at here. Everything's you. Connect back to you. And then you'll get a stronger connection. So they're, they're just ways to connect if you have the right understanding. But the, you don't get scared. So if somebody gifts you a crystal skull don't all say oh my gosh it's possessed it's got this out of the other i mean check it ask it ask yourself feel it you'll know it and then you go well this feels like it needs to be cleansed 
sage the thing. Evict if somebody jumped in there. You can do stuff like that. You're a human. This is this is where you're powerful. You're just being taught and trained not to be powerful, not to step into your own, thinking you have to just go along with everything. You don't. Affect your reality first and then expand out from there. And that's what we're trying to do here at Mystical Wares. Empower everyone. No gurus. We're all special. And that's why you should everybody teach everybody how to do stuff. Teach everybody to bake so we all make pies and we're not under the reality or mindset of, well, there's a pie, cut the piece smaller so everybody has a piece. BS. Learn to bake. Make another pie. Teach somebody else to bake so everybody gets a pie. There's enough and more than enough for everyone. I know we were all over the place on that discussion. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, no, actually not. Um, we've been very right on the right on the messaging here. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I I started using when I started writing the chapter on you, inner self. You know, because I mean, you'll hear people say, "Oh, I understand." You know, the, if, if if we realize, and, and this happened to me, I, I was doing a radio show and something, blah, blah blah blah, and all of a sudden I realized. No, my higher self is not outside me. It's my inner self. It's inside me. And since I've gotten that um, perspective, I really do feel much more stable. In that I, I all I have to do is <clears throat> think inside myself. Instead of outside where there's... Where where are you, higher self? Where, where, where? <laughs> no, higher self is really your inner self. And when you mentioned the hint, hint, um, I think that this is very important for people to understand. And it's, it is higher woo-woo stuff, but I think it's very important that you understand that we're all in this together. In the end, there's only one. We're versions of the one. And when we... I, I'm pretty much convinced that the pets that come to live with us are actually aspects of ourselves and that go ahead no no i'm laughing because you're right on the money you're you're exactly right yeah they're, yep, they're that need or lacking that you want to be reminded about so you put those in front of you yes and i mean i i've, I've had enough pets that I, i'll go like oh my god this is like kissy face come back oh my god that's hugger come back and it's not so much the concept of reincarnation as we would think of it, in that it, we, we, we would think of reincarnation as a modality to understand that this lifetime gave me this experience, so therefore I can do this in this lifetime. And when you're dealing like with a cat, to me it's, oh, I needed that same energy again. You know? So it's like, no, it's essentially that uh, right now, uh, Cali Cat is my hugger cat come back. And, but it, it's, it's, it's this energy that I need to be full. And you can't get it as a human experiencing life. You need to get it as a human experiencing life with pets <laughs> to be there could kind of fill in the energy gaps that we just don't we're not able to do and one of those things is unconditional love and these guys you know they they anchor it in all the time so um i i don't know why i got into that particular thing because oh because of your yeah so um 
so it's important for us to understand that when we're using the the different mineral devices that we're led to by our inner self, that those devices are specifically there as tools to anchor in a different type of experience, a different type of energy sometimes, but mostly it's a different experience. And when you begin to interact with a, an energy device or a piece of shungite or a rose quartz, whatever you're interacting with, it's another experience, another experience of life and how intricately amazing it is. But think in terms of, okay, inner self, like I've got one of the dragons. Um, when we first did the dragon thing, I was staring at this one dragon and I, I had to shut down the picture because I got completely lost in this dragon. And I said, more mumbled, well, I need to get me one of these. Well, next day, uh, Derek says to me, you want a roommate? And he shows me a picture of the uh, same one that I had been staring at. And so now it's here. And it's like, I I, I absolutely love this this, the image, the energies... But I don't really work with it because my inner self is not guiding me to. I mean, I did do a really weird thing with it, um, it, it, it invoking the energy behind it. But it's not like I'm daily engaging with it. Sometimes they're there for reasons that we may not even understand. And if you feel like, oh, gee, I'm ignoring that particular energy... I'm not playing with that rock. I'm not, you know, doing anything. Don't worry about it. It's there for a purpose. I don't know why I had to say that, but I did. (laughs) And I finally got, um, for some reason, it wouldn't upload from my computer, but I did go on Google, download a photo of the exact alien. And these are amethyst uh, skulls. So they are in chat for those that want to see them. Um, Yeah. So I got those up there finally. And they're not creepy like everybody would think they're. They're interesting, yeah. So those are now they can actually see the photo I was trying to talk to them about, and uh, yeah, on the dragon skull, and of course that one was just waiting to be home to you, so it was where it meant to be. It was meant. Yep, it's um, the more you play in that woo-woo land, the more interesting it becomes. And like I say, I was really trained as a scientist, you know, electromagnetic energies, electronic warfare. Um, so, and I, I've had some weird conversation with quantum physicists, I'll tell you, you know, because you can't study the quantum field without getting into the woo-woo field. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, just funny. Where are you at now? What are you doing with your, your, your are you there? Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm gi- now. I'm giving up on trying to add more images because it's giving me attitude again, and I don't know what's going on. It's just some techie issues. Nothing of consequence. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, okay, so was there anything else that happened on your um, trip there that was notable? Did you? Yeah. Um, well, one note I wrote down here. Um, I came across. And I'm not going to give names of any products or anything like that. Um, but I came across some dealers who were wholesaling a line of jewelry that were 
programmed with the frequency of the Schumann resonance. And that was their, and I'm just, and the only reason I bring this up is so people become more aware and have a larger understanding. Um, and so they, what they do is they have a certain device they use and they can put it in this field. So we're talking silver bracelets, rings, pendants, just jewelry, metal jewelry um, that they put in a frequency, a high frequency field and actually force what they're calling the Schumann resonance in that um, jewelry and then selling it as the jewelry you need because it has a Schumann resonance kind of thing. And I'm, 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 and I could feel the jewelry, of course. In fact, I leaned over some before I even read their signs or anything like that. And I had to actually back up because it blasted me so much in the face. And Maureen was with me, um, just kind of watching. She goes, Oh, I guess you're going to be looking at that, aren't you? And she's just kind of smiling. And then I glance up and go, Oh, <laughs> I see. They're pre programming these things. Um, because, you know, I don't go in there just reading the, the menu. I'll just look at the items, get my own perception from it kind of thing. So there was no joke. These guys were, Definitely um, programming that jewelry with the Schumann resonance. But who says that's what you need? And who says, and by the way, that changes all the time. So wh why at that one moment in, air quotes again, time, did certain individuals choose and decide that you needed to have that frequency and revert back to it when everything else is content? Everything changes. Everything. So... Why would you not? And I'm talking frequencies, energies, light. Everything changes. That is this reality, period. Um, every single aspect of it you can imagine changes. So why would you then want to hold yourself, let's just say, back, um, at least in, for this discussion, to a certain frequency that's you know, not needed right now or used? So long story short, I'm getting at here is anything. So it's not even a, a dissing of these Schumann uh, resonance um, infused jewelry line. But it was of anything, what, any set frequency. So it's more about being malleable and easy. Isn't anything less restricted? It's like putting on tight clothing. Well, wouldn't sweats, aren't sweats more comfortable than tight clothing or something like that? You want room to grow, room to expand, move, change. And as I keep saying change, everything changes. So that would be like holding on to the past in a non-compatible frequency if we jump back into frequency talk so wearing this jewelry and i grabbed a piece of it to see what it would do it started pulling i don't know how to term this we'll just say the higher frequencies i've been accessing it was dumbing them down slowing them down for you know kind of a, a blunt vague description of how i'm using here but that's what it was doing and it was a limiting factor and they had no idea they, they were all impressed they, they, they didn't have any idea who i was or what i could perceive how could they so they're going through their spiel, telling me about it. Well, these are programmed this way, that way. Even telling me on the techie side how they're doing it, and I understand all that too. So I knew they knew what they were doing, but they just didn't have the larger understanding that, you know, change. We all change. Everything changes. So maybe having something preset, like your favorite song, if you, you know, from junior high, more than likely is not your favorite song right now at whatever age you are. We all are expanding and changing. So that was a, I wanted to point that out because that's one of the items I've seen that are just like organite devices. You maybe buy at psychic fairs or um, some of these woohoo stores. If they're pre-programmed and who knows what was in that environment when they're in the time of the organite devices um, or going devices, they're pre-programmed for that energy in that environment where they were made unless they're made such that they can be reset and of the energy that individual making them had. So if they had a, a pissy attitude at that day because they were just working extra hours or whatever drama was happening, well, guess what's in the device? 
So it's another way of describing the pre-programming of something. Always be aware of that. If you buy any jewelry, just like crystal, metal is, pre is programmable. And Nancy, when you mentioned a, a chess guard earlier with some symbols, well, there was a reason for that. That was blocking chakras, the metal chess guard, with symbols, which are frequency. And that metal and gold often is used this way um, for a pre-programming or limiting factor in it. And then the symbols on the outside are the frequency or energy. So there was a whole language in that chest plate you were talking about it wasn't just um regalia or you know and i, I think you knew that anyway um but all that matters so i would i would say no pre-programming don't let somebody decide what your favorite sandwich is for another you know kind of rough way of looking at it so that's why i'm not a fan of any of these schumann and that's not the name of the jewelry line i don't know what it was called but they're pre-programmed energy wise and they were they're going to mess up some people with that. Just to be honest, they're going to slow down chakras, things like that on people that have been working on the chakras, opening them up so they can access more reality, have more input, and they work through that. It's like learning to taste things. you got to have the input before you can differentiate between it. Well, these limiting juries are just really messing with people. Um, and you can feel them quite a ways away in that. It was a, I don't even know, it was probably an eighth of a mile long circus tent type deal we were in at this one show. So massive many thousands of square feet um and you can feel it down the the aisles so you know you're coming up on something energetic um but the problem is when somebody feels often when i see is i can feel that energy it must mean i need it no not always the case ask yourself and there's no recipe i can tell you well you need this quartz you need your tiger's eye you need this no feel it listen to your gut and heart do you feel nausea maybe not good for you do you feel a welling up sensation around your heart that loving feeling probably good so it's just ways of you uh learning to to perceive your environment that's actually a scary thing to think about to be honest with you let's startle i'm like oh my gosh i I mean okay forever and ever the average uh schumann was at 7.5 hertz and now it's it's like what I don't even know where it was. I mean, I know it went to 800. Oh, yeah, it's all in place. You know, so if you've got that, you're locking yourself into a reality of the old reality. It's like I don't like to take pictures if I'm doing any kind of uh, woo-woo stuff because it locks it into a place in space. I want it to be able to go with me wherever I go. I know that sounds a little weird, but somebody out there wants to hear that. Okay, so it's the same sort of thing. To lock yourself into a frequency that is no longer the frequency of the planet, that, that to me is, is not a good thing. But you got to nope, be... I, oh, give me a little bit of, uh, of the technical stuff. How are they programming that? Oh, yeah, just a high magnetic field or then... Uh, basically uh, overwhelming with the frequency. So there's just a frequency generator, and that's a million different devices. It can be a cell phone emitting a, a preset, that that old Schumann frequency in a high magnetic field so that when those, in the 3D, the metal particles are aligning and structuring in their field, it's just it's just putting the frequency in. It's just, frequency is just an energy layer, one of many. And so they're putting that invisible energy layer or shaking within the metal. So that metal, again, we already talked about, is programmable just like a crystal. So yeah, you could program a crystal in your hand with the Schumann resonance. Think about the Schumann resonance. It'll be there. It's a thought. 
it's not something in your hand physical that you're going to hold. So they're just emanating that in their high magnetic field, putting whatever jewelry they want in there for three days long. And then by that time, it's basically reverberated into that metal and it continually shakes that way. Kind of like the whole Tesla story, shaking the building, the reverberation, it'll grow and um, out from there. But they just overwhelm the base metal energy field or frequency with the one they determined was the one we all needed and then sat in that environment. We can all do this. There's lots of ways. You can get your home, the nickel cadmium magnets, the little high-powered ones that are in shungite magnets. Um, don't do shungite magnet ones because it won't have the same effect because the shungite's there. But if you take those really strong magnets, put something in the middle of them, those molecules, particular ones in the metal, I can't get into all the exact ones of every metal, but each metal is different, are going to turn north-south here in 3D, align energetically, and, and then start have a pull and push in their own right. And if you do that long enough, you're going to make a magnet. You can make a magnet at home in a matter of less than a minute yourself by getting a piece of metal. And there's little devices you can buy online. They're, I don't know, five bucks. It's not even expensive. You can run a paperclip through this little device. It'll magnetize it. They're doing the same thing, but on a larger scale. And it's two magnets, north and south, strapped together. So it's, and they're about two inches long. You can Google it. They're on Amazon, literally $5. And then you can stick your, any metal object in there for an amount of time, push and pull it in, and all those little molecules like hair on your arm standing up are going to align, do it a few, enough times, they're going to get in sync or in frequency, and now that metal holds that frequency until it gets overwhelmed by a stronger frequency. Another hint, hint, your heart. Your heart is the strongest frequency generator known. Just know that and then go have fun from there. And I mean that in a good way. So any rock, crystal, you know, reset it in love with your heart if you want. But you asked about the, the metals, and that's what they're doing. Just uh, Again, you can magnetize stuff at home, paper clips. A lot of, it's been done for years. Um, and it's just two magnets forced together, uh, opposite bolts held there by, you know, some metal, and it just pushes that charge. Of course, you have to have a mag something that will respond to that energy. It's not going to take a plastic and magnetize it. It has to have metal components. There's a, a video out there that um, I think I saw it on Telegram, and this guy takes these two magnets and and uh, uh, okay, so opposites attract, right? So if you mm -hmm. put the north south, then they're going to come together, right? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So okay. So what he does is he puts these that way, so that you got north south. And then in between it, he put this little gizmo that he wrapped with a few wires, basically wrapped these wires together, and then into a, um, uh, like a USB port. Okay? And he, char he was charging a phone. Free energy. Two magnets, opposites together, with the wiring to a USB port, he was charging his phone. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it, but it doesn't surprise me. He's just still pulling on the energy. I mean, yeah. Free, no, you, free I, energy, Derek. It's always been there. Of course. There's a thousand ways to do that. You can get a copper. You can get nails. There's, I mean, oh, there are so many ways of doing that. Everybody thinks it's all fake conspiracy theory. Well, have you tried it? No, it's just a, a scale thing. Getting it up to scale and then... And we don't have these limitations, but what they're going to tell you is, well, you can't get it to scale, and then you can't move that energy from A to B. 
BS. Yes, you can on the quantum layers and then re um, we'll just say materialize it on the other end. But what they're not giving you access to are those quantum channels or layers. They're saying you got to send it through in the 3D fields. No, you don't. And that's where they're, they're, they're just limiting everybody. They're saying, no, go swim, but no paddleboard, no, no floaty devices on your arms. Well, put floaty devices on your arms. Stay, stay on the surface. Who told you there weren't any? Why are you believing it? I mean, I can go on for hours on this stuff. It just makes no sense to me. Forget everything you think you know and just know you know everything and then have fun. You're going to realize all sorts of things because then you've removed all limitations, all blockages, all that. You can't do that. That's not possible. BS. Anything is possible. I do it all the time. And I like to say I'm not special. We're all special. Every single one of us. So we just realize that and don't don't let ourselves be limited. This is so funny because that uh, interview that you did with Dolly Howard was back in January of 2018. And one of the things you said in there, I learned that there's no limitations. (laughs) So you knew that back in January of 2018. (laughs) And you've been playing with it since. Uh, and it's, I'm not going to stop. Why would you? No, have fun. Everybody can. So what else did you see there? That Thank you for that. That was That's important information to let people ponder. <laughs> what else did you see that might have been interesting? Yeah. Um, i trying to run through my head and see what else we came up on. Of course, there's always large objects and crystal points that are six feet tall. And that large one we brought back was from Brazil, by the way. Um, think of what else unique not a whole lot of new dealers in Shungite but still the initial ones working Shungite in different ways some artificial Shungites out there they're making um, they're, these have been out for a while but the little animals they're making so we have Shungite resin animals where we actually put Shungite powder with silver particles the S4 powder in the plastic resin and then form the animal that way you can get a distinct form but they are coming out with types now that are just painted black over, um, I don't know, it'd be like a putty or something. It's not Shungite, but they're sitting on a Shungite, a piece of Shungite. And yet they're made to look like Shungite carved animals. So just to make people aware of that, they're not actual Shungite. Um, but the little chunk they're sitting on, the little platform, the ones I've seen are Shungite. So just worth noting there. Um, so I'm thinking they're getting more towards, and by the way, the little platforms, these fake shungite animals are on are we'll call it dirty shungite so maybe the shungite's getting less pure i don't know i'm not going to start some trend on that but i'm just saying they're using these pieces now that have more impurities in it so pieces you wouldn't necessarily want to use for water or you can't use to carve a pyramid or something because they'll they'll break because maybe there's a a line of quartz going through it or pyrite or something like that or some other mineral dolomite in some cases um so those pieces will break. But we're seeing more of that. More, again, I'll just call it dirty shungite. And some of it comes brown. And I've got a lot of that as well. We don't, we're not using it right now. But if we did, it's going to be for gardens and trees and things like that. But there are different mixtures of shungite coming out from different sections or layers in the mine. So just be aware of that. Just That's like any mine, though, just so everybody knows. Um, there's going to be different densities of the, the mineral you're looking for. So like there's striations of elite in some of it. Big chunks of pyrite I've come across. I had a, uh, we ordered a pallet of Shungite chunks. I'll say chunks, oh, about the size of two fists. 
So two fists, your hand, um, in pieces, and those have just whole sides of just beautiful pyrite within them in many of the pieces, um, and then veins of pyrite and some quartz crystal, a whole, like, I think, Nancy, you may have seen one, but I had two pieces that had probably an inch and a half to two inches of the actual quartz vein in the shungite chunk show up here, and we have one of those still. Um, so you're going to find all types. Yes, you actually sent me one of those. I thought so, yeah. It's all types of percentages of those. Um, and well, then, I, uh, I, I, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I just because chat actually popped up for me, I actually saw Dolly's question here. Um, I haven't seen any of the other postings because I've had chat issues. But um, she's asking about being valid. Yeah, there's no wrong, Shungai. It's just use it in a different for a different use. So what I'm calling dirty shit, it's not dirty. I don't mean that negatively, but just say not is pure Shungai, not all black. No, don't drop it in your water because of the other minerals and things that might be in there, but put it on top of your Wi-Fi router. Put it under your tree. Put it in your There's always a use for shungite, no matter how dirty it is, because it's a beneficial thing. But just pick the right use, like anything else. Well, I had actually heard, and this was years ago, that when the first when they first started coming out with some of this um, uh, animal totem type things, that the Chinese were taking coal, compressing it, and selling it as shungite. They've I've already <laughs> they've sent me some of that. They do. And they're making little discs for your phone that are made out of it. And it is, it's coal compressed. Well, because they say shungite's carbon. Well, of course, I can take this cheap coal, push it down. It's going to be shungite. No, that's not what it is. <laughs> they're, they're embedding little symbols in it. I've seen those. I've had all types of these things brought in. I mean, shoved in my hands and, hey, look at this. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. Bad flavor. Yeah, bad, bad flavor. And we've got to say goodbye. Say good night yep. or have a yep. good day. Had a great show. Thank you, Nancy. Appreciate you. And um, we'll see you next time. And Cosmic Chronicles are coming up next. You have been listening to the Shungite Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.